Welcome, ladies, to another episode of the Project Hourglass podcast. Today, I'm going to talk about something that's a little bit unusual. You're probably thinking, is this actually truly health and fitness? But I can already share this from my experience and obviously what I know. And I believe that if you're listening to this too, maybe you'll pick points some small little things that maybe you relate to, maybe you've come across in your life. You might be Asian, you might not be. But I can only really share what I believe in and what I've gone through throughout my time. Now, if you like this podcast, of course, please share it with a friend. Please make sure you like the podcast. If you're watching this live, comment down below. Let me know that you're listening and let's get a conversation going too. And before we get started, I actually have a cookbook for you that has got 15 recipes that can help you lose weight, eat delicious food, not think you have to eat boring food like steamed potatoes, steamed vegetables, brown rice, and boring ass broccoli. I say that because that is literally all I ate for probably about my first two years of my lifting and my training and trying to get healthier and fitter. And honestly, it was like the worst experience ever. And I just don't want you to ever go through that. So a free cookbook for you, especially if you're trying to lean up, especially if you're trying to get toned, especially if you're trying to lose five kilos, any of those things as well. Trust me, that cookbook is going to change your life. So let's get ready for today's podcast. I'm going to go through my intro and we'll get started from here. So ladies, welcome to another episode of the Project Hourglass podcast. This is your host, Sean, of course, and I'm here to share maybe something that you're not used to hearing and maybe you don't think of it at all. But I want to talk about maybe the possibility of being Asian is making it harder for us to become healthier and fitter. And the reason why? Well, there's multiple reasons. When I first started going through this whole health and fitness journey, I would walk into a gym and I would probably be the only Asian person. Now, I'm not sure what it's like in 2023 or actually it's 2024 as I record this, but I still think there are a lot of things that are in the industry, in the actual gym scene and also the health and fitness scene that some people just may not understand and what it feels like as well. So if you're listening to this, let me know if any of these relate to you. Just comment down in the comment section. If you're listening to this on a podcast, just DM me on Instagram and just be like, hey, look, Sean, I completely understand what you're talking about because this is all I want to do. So when I first started, maybe for yourself, you were in the opposite direction, but I was very, very skinny as I grew up. I was 47 kilos. I was 179 centimeters. I was probably about this height at 16 years old. So that's just under year 11 for those of you who are listening from Australia. And I was bullied, honestly. Like I was bullied the hell out of people from other boys and just be like, look, you're so skinny. <laughs> um, wind blew, you'd fly away. And I'd also get this quite a bit from my relatives to even some friends and family as well. Now, maybe if you're of any sort of you know, ethnic background, maybe of any background at all, maybe you've got that too. There's a lot of unsolicited comments about your body that you had you know, internally no real control about because there's so many changes happening. You're growing up. You barely know what's going on. Like You barely grasp the concept of probably riding a bus. Like I didn't ride my first bus till I was 17, which is very scary, might I add. So how am I supposed to know about health and nutrition and training and all that kind of stuff when now that I even know in hindsight that I'm 32 years old, I've been in the industry for 14 years as a personal trainer, the people who are making comments about me, they don't even know jack shit. And I mean that nicely. Sorry if you're listening to this, aunties and uncles. But getting a lot of comments about your body. 
Now, I don't know what it's like in any other household or any other upbringing, but I know that this is quite prevalent in a few people who are Asian and get this quite a bit. We get a lot of unsolicited comments about our bodies, and it makes us feel so uncomfortable that it honestly made me feel like I was unworthy of being happy or like, you know what, you get told something all the time that you believe that that's all you're ever going to amount to. You get told all the time that you're going to be skinny. So you think, oh, whoa, this is me. That's my identity. I'm the skinny guy now. So when you get told these things, you don't know how to break it. And it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of effort. Maybe right now, as you listen to this, you're having this either glass shattering moment or you're nodding your head because in the past, you're like, yeah, he's kind of right. Because all we ever saw as Asian people in TVs were, well, for me anyway, as an Asian guy, was the dorky dude reading books and sitting in the corner, couldn't be confident. And then you get told about this by your friends, your family, people that you thought were kind of in your corner and making these comments like, now your body, like what the hell am I actually worth and kind of feeling? So that's probably one of the aspects that I believe that happens a lot in Asian cultures. You can nod your head, you can comment down, let me know what you think about that too. Now, I kind of want to touch base on also one of the best parts of being Asian is also the food that we have. Now, the food that we have is obviously very diverse. Like I'm from Singapore, born in Australia, as you can tell from the accent. But Singapore is like a melting pot of so many cultures and so many foods itself. When we go down, I love to eat like curry and roti, like Indian food. I love eating Malay food because I grew up on that too. So a lot of rendang, a lot of uh, nasi lemak and all that kind of stuff. Then also growing with just the Singaporean food, like Chinese chicken rice and you know plenty of deep fried food everywhere. But one thing that we realize in our food and our culture is that it's so ingrained in us. And we believe that obviously rice is a big part of our life. Noodles is a big part of our life. So is it disadvantage to us as Asians when we think that we want to start to get healthier and we also want to try and lose some weight? And we think, wow, our diets are very carbohydrate-based. But I'm actually here to tell you that even though as Asians, this rice and noodle stuff, I love it, don't get me wrong. All cultures have a lot of uh, carbohydrates, so to speak, in other, as, in other cultures as well as a lot of alcohol too. Now, do we find it hard to break that rhythm of like not eating rice and not eating noodles? Well, first of all, today is not going to be about what, what you should be eating, but just understanding what the struggles are. So I actually believed that I never had to eat rice ever again because I felt like the carbohydrates were bad for me. Like I remember now thinking as a younger kid, I'd be like, oh, I won't eat so much rice, but I eat more vegetables and more protein. At least I was eating something, thank God, because imagine if I wasn't eating anything. Unfortunately, I do hear a lot of Asian girls growing up and ladies as well, or even just like complete women, avoiding carbohydrates like rice and trying to substitute all of it for cauliflower rice also substituting every single noodle for like cognac noodles, time and place for everything, my add, and avoiding carbohydrates and feeling really sick and lethargic. This is part of our culture and we need to understand. And it always gets so, how do I say this? It always gets glamorized in the fitness industry as well as social media that you don't eat the carbohydrates. And even when I started when I was 16, 15 years ago. This is news that still goes out there right now. People believe that they don't need to eat carbohydrates. People believe that the less food that they eat, 
that they don't. The less food that they eat, the more weight that they'll lose. I've had multiple people come up to me over the years and say, oh, "I can't lose weight. I'm Asian. I eat rice." I'm like, I'm not sure if you realize, but I'm also Asian too. I'm from Singapore. I eat rice and noodles. So, what is it that's really limiting us? And we believe that we have to give up our culture in order for us to be healthy and fit. And that's something that's so hard to battle with. But I just want to put something in your head as well. One of the healthiest cultures in the whole world is in Japan. And believe what they eat; they still eat a good amount of healthy amounts of food, and they also eat rice and noodles as well. So, what makes it so much more healthier in one culture than others? I don't know why, but I believe that the Japanese culture is definitely one of the healthiest ones out there. So, how can we learn when we're looking at other Asian cultures too? Is it their culture in the terms of how they interact? Probably not talking about that today. We're talking about rice and noodles. So what is it? And the answer is well, today's not meant to be a very nutrition and scientific based、uh, episode, but it's working around how do we make it work, not how do we get rid of it. We don't want to be thinking about just going from zero to one hundred. We want to try and think about how can we make it work. And honestly, when I tell a lot of people that I'm working. With the you know working with their health and fitness goals, we always have rice and noodles. So just letting you know, rice and noodles are part of it. So we've got the whole talking about our culture and how unfortunately unsolicited advice and comments about our body can be quite demeaning to how our value is. When we talk about our food and our culture, now this is definitely one that I think carries quite heavy on a lot of people listening to this. And it's going to be the fact that in our culture we glamorize overwork, we glamorize chasing money, we glamorize the fact because our parents, especially if you're an immigrant or children of immigrants, you find yourself always adapting. You're almost like you're adapting your parents' work ethic, and that's not a bad thing. But we adapt it in a sense of a survivability mode. They had to do it because. They had to survive. It was harder times for them to be able to make money with no qualifications, with no opportunities. And now we're in 2024. We're still trying to live our life as if it's exactly that. That's something that I definitely had to kind of interrupt myself. And for those of you who don't know, it's about health, wealth, and relationships. And honestly, for our parents, they were looking at definitely wealth. They weren't really looking into their health, and they're probably looking at relationships in the sense that because they moved to a whole new country, they could only really establish their relationships with the people that they knew. Right now, whereabouts are you putting your energy into in these three aspects? It's always health, wealth, and relationships. I knew that when I first graduated from my university, I always wanted to be exactly where I am right now, and I put so much energy into my wealth, my career. That I actually put on the back burner relationships and also health, and that put me in a very heavy position. I was like ninety six kilos, and I just thought to myself, how can I become a personal trainer when I myself am not healthy? Not part of today's podcast, but we put so much emphasis in this. So where are you right now, and where do you sit? Don't get me wrong; I understand that you have a great amount of drive for your career. But how do you make this last 
because eventually your health is going to catch up. And we always want to make sure we have time and priority for this. So it's almost like the guilt that we get from our parents when we're back in the day. It's like, oh, how did I you know, come home with like a C grade on your report card? And they're like, what did I do to deserve this for my child to get a C? And you get inflicted with that guilt. Or maybe you didn't want to go somewhere and you get this guilt from your parents. Almost like gaslighting. It's, it's great. And then we do it to ourselves. We feel like we're not worthy because we get told that we're, you know, we're fat or we're skinny or we're not worthy. And this is our identity because we get told all these unsolicited, unsolicited pieces of advice about our body. Then we start to get sad and we have emotional eating because culture's part, food is part of our culture and we don't want to give that up. Then we just go into this full circle of always trying to balance who we are, what we want to become, but how do we fight that when the identity that we've been told all our life that you're fat and you're skinny, you're unworthy, and you emotionally eat because it's always in front of you. There's so many things that just kind of play into that. And then we get guilty when we get told we're not making enough money because you know Asian cultures, we love to make money apparently. But we're 2024 right now. How do we actually start to prioritize ourselves? And there's always ways. And the thing is, I've worked with many Asian ladies. I myself am also Asian too. And it's definitely possible for you to be able to work and still be successful, train to make sure it still works, eat food that is Asian. And one of the biggest things that we do in our community is make sure we support each other so that you're not getting told unsolicited pieces of advice about your body anymore. You're actually getting something that's super uncomfortable. You're getting support. And the thing is, when we started growing up as Asian kids, we get told that we need to have amazing results at school. And then every time you ask for help, it's a sign of weakness. But the thing is, when you are now in our community, when you ask a question, you get embraced. When you get a very proud moment to be able to say what you've achieved in your week, you get support. When you get someone messaging you, it's not because we're trying to see if you're failing or you're passing. You're actually getting someone who actually genuinely cares for you. That's either someone from the team asking a question from your post. That's me. And I check in with every single person who's in my team because I actually genuinely care because I've been there. It's hard. And when I was doing this all by myself, it was honestly such a painful task. But I kept reminding myself, what did I want to do? What did I want to become? Because I was actually working all through this health and fitness thing before the internet was super developed with health and fitness. And that's why I was eating bloody steamed potatoes and steamed chicken, but not eating of the delicious food like noodles and rice and chicken rice and even just food that made me feel like home because I was scared because all the bodybuilders out there weren't eating them because that was the only, that was the only information back out there then day. There was no one Asian back time. So that's what I wanted to do. And I hopefully, the community that I built for all the ladies out there, if you happen to be Asian, you're going to love it. If you're not, we still welcome you with open arms because I believe that we have a great amount of support and we like to give what we haven't had in the growing up days of our life. So anyway, if you resonate, resonated with any of that, please let me know in the comment section. If you listen to this on the podcast, just once again, message me on Instagram. I'd love to know who's actually listening to the podcasts. Now, before I head off, I've got a few presents for you guys, of course. The 15 recipes is inside the description box. I'll put it in also the title of this live as well. 
And if you are listening to this on my podcast, please join our free Facebook group. We have a lot of support as well, kind of like what we have in our memberships, but this is for free. Teach you how to lose the first five kilos, build great glutes. Also a place to ask questions, post anything that you have that you want to know more about. If you want to post videos about your exercising, make sure it's double right, double check it's right. Feel free to do that. That's what I'm there for. Ask the questions. I also give a lot of advice and free tips, free training, free recipe books. Trust me, there's a lot of stuff in there that you wish that you had, or I wish I had when I was actually starting off this fitness journey. Thank you so much once again. And uh, last but not least, if you're listening to this on the podcast, please share it with a friend. Give it a five-star review on Spotify and also Apple Podcasts so we can help this grow. And I'll see you again tomorrow for our live. And if not, you listen to my podcast when it's recorded and ready. See you later.